Welcome to the Vince Del Monte Podcast Show, where each week we bring you the raw and real experiences, lessons, and timeless principles every man needs to master the five M's of manhood. By sharing conversations with the world's most successful people pursuing the five M's, you'll build muscle faster, achieve a winner's mindset, increase your money, dominate your mission, and go the distance with your marriage. My name is Vince Del Monte, entrepreneur, author, pro fitness model, and father. And I've helped tens of thousands of men transform their bodies and lives through muscle, entrepreneurship, and personal development. Thank you for spending some time with me today. Now let's begin. Welcome to the Vince Del Monte podcast show. We are here live with you for maybe the next 30, 40 minutes. And I'd love for you to get a seat, get on the edge of your seat, grab some uh, paper, grab a pen, because uh, what my father teaches, it's going to be a lot of excellent quotes, a lot of memorable moments, a lot of thoughtful stories. And what we're going to talk to you about today is the eight secrets to building effective teams. I really love this word effective and I feel like a lot of people these days are scattered and they're all over the place. They're multitasking, they're active, but not productive. And a lot of people that follow my work are needing to build a team and they're not getting very far because they're a one man show. They're working on limited capability, limited capacity, and they're unable to leverage other people's time and skills and experiences and manpower. So they get stuck. They have limited impact. And Papa Lucha, I know you got some you got some great information. This is something you've been sharing with a lot of other elite masterminds and coaching groups with men who are family men, some with young families, older families alike, business owners, CEOs, and individuals who carry a lot of responsibility. They have to lead their family. They have to lead their kids or they get to, I guess that's a better way to put it. They get to lead a team. They have organizations. First of all, why don't you give our uh, listeners a little update on what's been going on in the world of, uh, of pops over there. And then let's dive into the eight secrets of building effective teams. And if you don't have a team, you're not going to get very far in life. So whether you're an entrepreneur, whether you're even just trying to get ahead with your relationships and your physical goals, life in general, this is going to set you up for long-term success. I know this is uh, some subject matter that you're pretty excited to share, Dad. Things going over there in Guelph with Mama Bear. I just have. Uh, I just. I got here in time for this call. Vince has a way of giving me like 24 hours to do a topic. Like I said, I told him I'm retired, but he no, I'm refired. Actually, I just retired officially from an organization on December the 31st. That I've worked for 41 years. I've been in the nonprofit sector for all of my life. I was a school teacher and I was in Christian ministry and that had a lot of different roles. I wore a lot of different hats. I was a pastor for a long time. And much of what I'm going to share with you today comes from working in the nonprofit sector. But these churches that I worked in brought in a lot of money every month, every year, and it required large staffs. And uh, I'm like Rocky. I was never the manager. I was the managed. And I always had my teams within the big team that I managed. And full disclosure, um, one of my mentors, my main mentor, a guy named Brian Thatcher, worked at Saddleback Church for five years. Saddleback Church is a church uh, founded by Rick Warren, author of The Purpose Driven Life. And my mentor, Brian, worked with him five year, for five years side by side and developed a business and professional ministry or outreach. And some of the things that I've picked up over the years have come from 
Saddleback. So I'm sharing something that we've worked in the churches I've worked in and the campus ministries I've worked in. And now as I work with business people, now that I'm retired, I'm using my coaching skills to coach uh, business owners. And that's a pretty cool gig. And so I was working, Vince asked me, what have you been working on these days, dad? And I said, I've been really going into teamwork again, helping the guys in our business community just to think about their teams. And I know in Vince's group here that some of you are a team of one (laughs) or a team of two, and some of you are a team of 15 or 20 or maybe more. So I hope something we share today will land for you as a team member, as a team player, and maybe as a team coach and the owner of your business. That's where I'm at. By the way, today, I just went over 300 kilometers since January. I haven't been able to go to the gym. We don't have gym opens up, uh, open gyms up here in Canada. I've walked 300 kilometers, just over 300 kilometers as of today since January 1st. So I'm feeling pretty peppy and we got a little bit of sunshine today. So hopefully I got some something in the tank here that I can share. One thing I want to say is my wife has been on my team. We've been on each other's team for not on each other's back, on each other's team. <laughs> for uh, 45 years and yeah you really learn how to do teamwork when you're married and uh, two are better than one they have a good return for their labor says the good book two are better than one that's a fact mm. two are better than one so mm. that's something to think about you the if you're a lousy team at home you're going to be a lousy team at work let's put it that way wow that's really good. So yeah, you don't see value in investing into your your family or your kids and you want to. It sounds like crazy someone wouldn't want to, but you when you don't see that ROI, then sometimes you neglect really quickly and and it's so true though. If you can't if you can't work together with your own family members, how the heck are you going to lead an organization or at least how are you going to lead it effectively? So at the highest levels, because at the highest levels, a team is built on emotional connection. That's right. And if you don't have emotional connection with your kids and you don't have emotional connection with the person you you live with and you're married and committed to and sleep with and all that, how in the world are you going to build an emotional connection with team members? Like you can only get so far. So I think that's so important to say that. Well, and, uh, my, my mom and I used to always say, we'll do better and raise the, our, our mission together was to raise you boys with a strong sense of passion, responsibility, enthusiasm, and a vision for your lives. We didn't know what that vision was, but we always said to each other, if we're allies, we'll do well together. But if we're adversaries, we're going to mess these kids up. So you can decide mm-hmm. as a husband and wife, are you going to be allies to each other or adversaries? And you can decide that in your business. Is this person sitting on my right and on my left or virtually on my team? Are they are they an ally or are they secretly an adversary? Wow. What do you do if your spouse is an adversary? <laughs> oh, jeez. Well, Vince, as a, as a believer, as a follower of Jesus, like Jesus said, what you do is the first thing you do when you're out of sorts with somebody is you go talk to that person directly. You don't go talk to other people about that person. And this applies in business. You you got an issue with the boss or with an employee. You don't go talk about them. You go talk to them. You're always going to have conflict. You're always going to have conflict whenever you're doing something together. There's always going to be wills. And you want that. You do want to have opposing wills. So you come up with the best ideas. 
That's good. Okay. Let's jump I love in. That. Let's jump in. All right. So let's start. I know dad, you're going to keep us on track here. I'm not going to ramble. This is you're you're going to, I'm going to maybe rift a little, but you're going to be giving us a high level point. So we're going to give you guys this eight secrets to building effective teams. All right. Well, if your business is around that 10 to 20 K a month level, and you want to start taking it to 30, 40, 50, hundred K months, uh, this is going to be very applicable. If you want to go deeper in your relationships, better, a connection with your kids. Here we go. Let's dive in. How's this breaking down? Are we doing an acronym or something? Yeah, yeah. Well, they can, you guys can just write these letters down. And I, I'd like you to use this as a way to assess your own community, even your own home, your own business. So team spirit, as Vince said, it's emotional. Like it's never accidental. It's always intentional. And I think teamwork is built on three factors. One is a compelling purpose. Two is crystal clear communication. And three, this is really important, a code. You have a code of commonly held values. So a compelling purpose, that's your vision. And I love my favorite definition of vision is a picture of a preferred future that gives me and gives us energy today. Vision is a picture of a preferred future that gives us energy today. So it's not just out there. It's out there in a way that, wow, it's so out there that it makes me want to work for it today. Mm. So a compelling purpose, crystal clear communication. I know Vince has been working on that and his business and his team. And then a code of commonly held values. So that's what we're working with. So the first letter I want to throw out there is trust. Teamwork builds begins with trust. Trust among your team is the emotional glue uh, that binds them together. It's, it's essential to producing true confidence in each other, that we can trust each other. And it's built on three things. You build trust with three things. Consistency. People will trust you if time after time they see you responding in a consistent and reasonable way. In other words, your actions are congruent. Mm. And they need to be able to read you. You can't become Mr. Mystery. They need to be able to read you. They need to know where you're coming from in your decisions and responses. You, you can't be the proverbial skunk who just sprays all over the place when he gets pissed off. Mm. you got to be consistent. Secondly, you build trust with loyalty. Defend members of your team when they're criticized and then check the facts later in private. I have a client, wow, a guy in coaching. He's, he's not online. He's online. He's got a website, but... He's a concrete cutter. This guy's a concrete cutter. So when you have someone come to your house and cut concrete, they want it done. And sometimes maybe the guys don't get it absolutely perfect. So the client, uh, not the client, the customer will get really upset with the worker. And so when my buddy finds out that people are reading his, giving his workers the business, he'll go there and he'll say, you don't talk to my people that way. Like his workers, his employees know that the boss is going to show up and defend them. Now, in private, he will deal with them and talk to them about what went wrong, what could we have done better. But his guys work for him because he's loyal to them, mm. and therefore they get his loyalty. Third, trust is built on delegation. When you delegate to your team the power to make decisions, you basically tell them, I trust you. You, and by the way, delegating is not abdicating. <laughs> delegating, not, delegating. What, what is it? Delegating is not what? Abdicating. I just, 
I don't want anything What's, to do with this. Oh, got it. Oh, I got. Oh, yeah. You guys take care of it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I see what you're saying. Just because, and it's kind of leadership by default, not design. Mm. So mm. let's trust. Vince, I love do you want that. me to so, just go through these, or do you want to? Yeah, we'll, we'll take a long time if we just. It's okay. Give me ten seconds on each one at the end to recap it okay, to break it. it up. So that, yeah, no tough. trust. I think trust. There needs to be an emotional connection, right? And that comes from tough conversations. Comes from feedback, right? That comes from being consistent, delegating. I love the loyalty, right? Those are things that are going to make somebody feel safe. So I love it. Trust is excellent. Number number two. Okay. Oh, you're going to love this one. And I'm in the season right now. Like I talk a lot about the four stages of a man's life. I don't know what the four stages of a woman's life is, but because I coach men mostly, the four seasons of a, of a man's life are warrior, king, sage, or wise man, and lover. And I feel like I'm in the third and fourth stages right now. I'm not a warrior king, even though I want to be a warrior and I want to be a king. A king is someone who leads. A warrior is someone who fights. So a lot of the stuff I share is often about make sure your foundation is right. Like you guys and gals out there, like you're killing it. You're crushing it. Who else is getting crushed? You get crushed. You guys work so hard and you just never stop. And so... E, e, and as a leader, you need to be E is economy of energy. Oh, good. Economy of energy. Even a thoroughbred horse can't run at full gate all the time, right? That's you know, good. The way, the way to burn out your team is to never let them relax. Hmm. And I'm going to quote a scripture once in a while. Here, Listen to this one. A relaxed attitude lengthens a person's life. A relaxed attitude lengthens a person's life that's from proverbs 14 if you want your people to last your team to last they must have some downtime i know there's teams that probably their people need some uptime <laughs> yeah yeah but, yeah. but need... i i i suspect most of you this have, isn't a yeah yeah i suspect most of you have people who are working really hard so here's some suggestions anticipate and compensate for personal and family energy drains like if one of your one of your workers is pregnant obviously that would be one of the if she's a woman virtual partner or the husband's or whatever there's they got a ma massive family thing happening you be aware of that as a boss can you afford to lose them or can you anticipate hey why don't you take a afternoon off or take a day off or take the week off or, or whatever have you built enough margin in your business so that you can shepherd your people well and not burn them out. When your people work best, when are they at their best? How well do you know your people? Plan the year in energy cycles. Like when I worked at the church, because it was a big church, there were certain seasons that we just all knew we were on. We had to be on. Like Christmas, Easter, the kickoff in September, January. We had four four peak seasons. And... Mm -hmm. That was not the time to rest. That was the time all everybody, <laughs> this is an all in deal. Another thing is allow flexibility and schedules when possible and make your work fun. Put some fun in it. So anyway, that's. Uh, yeah, that's, that's really good. It's not a sexy topic. That's why I bring my dad on because you need to hear from the guys that have you know, raised their families. Their kids are grown up. They're successful. His marriage is still intact. He's financially free the rest of his life he's had the impact that we always talk about wanting when when a grown man 
the book I'm reading that right now, it's really good. Morgan Snyder, Becoming a King. One of the number one things it recommends to become a king is listen to the counsel of older men. When God is silent, listen to the counsel of older and wiser men. And when an older and wiser man is sharing economy of energy, I'm more interested in learning that from that guy than the guy in his 30s who's on the pace for burning out. Even if his business is bigger, there's guys in their 40s. They've got another maybe lap max, yet they're in their 40s. And you hear about guys like jumping careers in their 20s. I think they're already burned out. How you burned out in your 20s? What do you mean you're yeah. burned out in your third? Burned out from what? You're not even at half time yet. But yeah. this is a very real reality because people are trying to do 40 years of work in two, three years. And you got to manage your energy. People don't understand how much physiological goes into effectiveness. So I'm glad you're talking about this. All right. Yeah. Well, and, and, you know, of course, like I said, I'm standing on the shoulders of giants and I've learned anything I have is is, there may be some original applications, but these frameworks, someone else has come up with them. And so I'm grateful for that. A is my favorite affirmation. T E T is trust. E is economy, economy, economy of energy. A is affirmation. Everybody is hungry for affirmation. And when they don't get it, they get cranky. And it doesn't take much. I know it's probably just the simple things like value people's ideas. Don't take other people credit for other people's ideas. You should Mm. jump up and down when somebody in your group comes up with an idea and don't share it as if it's your own. Uh, (laughs) Oh, my gosh. That's funny. Value people's ideas. I'm I'm guilty of that one. I'm a guilty. Who's guilty out there of that one? Taking credit for other people's ideas and claiming them as your own. That's pride, Dad. Well, Vince, I've seen you, though. I think every time I hear you talk, you're always referencing somebody. So I appreciate that you don't. Second is uh, appreciate people's uniqueness. I I love when people see me. Remember the movie Avatar? I see you. Don't you love to be seen? Sometimes people will say to me, Luch, it's good to see you. And I'll say, yeah, it's good to be seen. (laughs) That's awesome. And then affirm their efforts. Like, Affirm people's efforts. Like I love when people notice the little things I do for them. One thing I'm pretty good at is if you ask me for a resource, you'll have it five minutes ago. Like I'm on top of it. Like when somebody asks me for, and then what bothers me is when people don't say thank you. That really ticks me off when I go out of my way to turn my shelves upside down, look for stuff. And then people like it's, just a simple thanks. So value people's effort and then mm-hmm. praise their loyalty. If someone's been with you for a while, just affirm, just say thank you. You know what? I realize that you could be working for somebody else. You could be doing something else, but you've chosen to be part of our team. So that's affirmation. You can I like say that a lot. Way. You could say it this way if you want to simplify it, the triple A treatment. Mm. Give people the triple A. You've heard of CAA, triple A. <laughs> the three A's are appreciate people what you appreciate increases in value and then uh, affirm affirm people's dignity affirm them even if you have to fire them or let them go you still have to respect them as a person you can't trash people and then give attention let's say someone's struggling give them attention like they just mean maybe the reason they're struggling is because you haven't trained them or you haven't provided the right training for them in the role they're in Okay. That's so good. I I really, what I love to see in Vince's business here is over the years, I've known quite a few guys in the group. And one of the guys 
I really is Joe Legalbo. I'm, I like all the guys, but I love seeing guys find their own voice and find their own. Like I know with Joe, Vince and him work through stuff around what Joe was really good at. And now Joe is flourishing and it's finding out what people do really well and letting them go. And, hmm. and anyways, that's affirmation. Anything on that, Vince? No, you nailed that. I love it. It's It really is just being intentional about uh, affirmation. It, again, people have no idea. Just think about how good it feels when somebody gives you credit, when somebody sees you, when somebody affirms your efforts, when so someone says thank you. Absolutely. Having space to it's oxygen. give it. It's oxygen. It's, it's oxygen, attention, affirmation, appreciation. I love it. All right. M. Okay. M, M is funny. I got this from Rick Warren. I love this. He says, there's a verse of scripture again that says, even though a righteous man or woman falls seven times, they get up again. That's a Rocky verse of the Bible. I love that saying because it points out to the idea that just that it's okay to make a mistake, but just don't keep making the mistake, same mistake over and over again. <laughs> and if you're not oh, making geez. mistakes, you're probably not, you're not experimenting. You're not trying. It's just, let's not make the same mistake over and over again. Let's correct ourselves. So managing mistakes is, it's not... I know uh, Vince has been very forthcoming about mistakes he's made, judgments he's made, judgments of error he's made, and hiring certain people to do things. And those people were, yeah, they were deceptive. They weren't true. And you can be sure Vince isn't going to do that again. <laughs> if he does it again. Oh, hopefully not. Yeah. yeah, hopefully he won't do that again. But manage your mistakes. You don't define yourself by your mistakes. Just manage them. Yeah, I hear it. I like that a lot. Manage your mistakes and being a student of your mistakes. I think that's, uh, I forget, I think somebody said that, but I'm probably Jim Rohn or somebody, but yeah, go to school on your mistakes and go to school on other people's mistakes too. That's a yeah. great way to, you don't have to make mistakes to learn. It I think that there's a, you need a lot of mistakes in life to have this great story don't get me wrong. You may, you're probably going to have a uh, you know more inspiring story, but it seems like the only people that really get glamorized are people that really had to screw a ton of things up yeah. and then had a comeback. I'm like, okay, I'm not saying that I love the comeback. Don't get me wrong, but don't think you have to hit rock bottom before you come back up. Like you can actually avoid rock bottom if yeah. you you're a student of other people's mistakes and your own mistakes. Yeah, that's very in my world which I'm retired from, like right now, my whole focus is building into individuals and smaller groups. But in the past, I'm glad I'm not a pastor anymore. Like in the last two years, last year, half a dozen really what I call celebrity pastors, celebrity speakers have made mistakes. Like they're big mistakes. It's cost, in some of their cases, it's cost their marriage. It's cost a lifetime reputation. And their followers are scrambling to try to say, hey, listen, you can't define that person by that one thing. But the reality is that's what people remember you by. So, yeah, manage your mistakes. If you're mm -hmm. going to make them, make, make little ones. Don't make real big ones. And I like that. I've been married 45 years. I don't need to commit adultery to uh, – I don't want to make a comeback from adultery. <laughs> I don't, I don't, wow. I wanna, I'm here for my grandchildren. I don't want them to see their grandfather become a dirty old man. I want to be a lighthouse for them and for my adult children. So wow. that doesn't go without mistakes, but I don't want to make the big ones. And that's just my choice. W, here, look, yeah. this, is, this is a fun one, Vince. Yep. Weekly staff meetings. Like, I don't know, Vince, how often do you meet with your team? 
I could tell we do an L10 meeting out of the book Traction from Gino Wickman. We do an L10 meeting with our coaching department, sales and marketing department. So it's a full 90-minute team meeting. But then we also have quarterly meetings for two to three hours at the end of every three months for the next quarter. And then I also have a calendar open for all my team members to book weekly 15-minute calls. So I create space for my team to get time with me so I can help them become the talent so I no longer need to be the talent. So there's a lot of time in my schedule for my team. So weekly meeting, then we have weekly 15-minute team calls, and then we have quarterly two to three-hour mapping calls for the following quarter. So we have a lot of time together. And sometimes I even have two calendars. I have a 15-minute calendar and a one-hour calendar exclusively for my team. So if one of my team members needs 60 minutes with me, they don't have to ask if they, and what I encourage is 15 minutes, at least uh, twice a month. Some of them book it once a week. So it's time to find out what they're working on and what I can support them with. So it's, Hey, what are you working on right now? How can I support you? That's the gist of the call. So that's great. One of the things that's awesome. We used to have our weekly meeting on Mondays and the pat and the the lead pastor, the, the senior pastor wanted to know, Four things plus one. The plus one was the first thing. We want to celebrate our wins around our vision, the vision of our church. Again, this I this isn't supposed to be a religious meeting here, but the vision of our church of about 1,200 people was to lead people into a growing relationship with Jesus Christ. So he wanted to know every Monday, did we do that? Did we lead anybody into a growing relationship with Christ, whether it was little kids, teenagers, adults? seniors and he wanted us to talk around the table share our wins where did we win at our vision and then he wanted to know four things where have i made progress i've made progress in i'm having difficulty with i need a decision from you on and i'm thankful for so four things I've made progress in. He wanted to know where have you made progress related to the vision. He wanted to know where are you having difficulty. Where do you need a decision from me on? What do you need a decision from me on? It was always really good to end with, what are you thankful for? Like, why do you enjoy working here? Why are you still with us? Those are the four. Was there a plus one? Was celebrate wins. Make sure. Okay. Stories. You want to hear stories? Got it. Oh yeah, yeah. Headlines. We do that in our meetings. It's called headlines. Client headlines. Yeah, what I love with your Facebook uh, seven figure group is when you guys have people introduce them like new people. That's a win. That's a win. Someone's joined the community. It's awesome. Yeah. Okay, so I want to make sure I got those questions. So four things. Where do you? Sorry. Where have you made progress in? Yeah. Where are, are you, you having? having diff- what are you having difficulty with? What do you need a decision from me on? And, and what I'm are you thankful, thankful for? for? Yeah, well, yeah, yeah. That's awesome. I love it. Okay, that's W. We're working through this eight. We're at zero. We're at O. Open communication is O. Yeah, that's right. Open. Perfect. Open communication. Go yeah, for this, it. This week, you guys all have probably read your favorite book on feedback and communication, but this is basically the cornerstone of great teamwork. If you read uh, Pat Lencioni's book, Five Dysfunctions of the Team, 
You lose open communication when people stop trusting each other. It works its way down from the beginning. <laughs> and and four, four, there's three things that create good communication that are barriers to great communication. We could probably brainstorm it here, but because uh, Vince is paying me the big bucks, I'm just going to throw three things at you. One thing that can wreck communication, be a barrier, is presumption. When you say, I assumed, but I assumed. <laughs> Presumption, yeah. I heard a great phrase this week. My wife and I sat in on an Enneagram seminar with a thousand couples, which equals two thousand people. Think about that. When was the last time you had two thousand people in a Zoom meeting? And the the guy used the phrase a suicide. When you assume you commit a suicide. Interesting. <laughs> assuming is a problem personally and, wow. and in work. Like assuming that there's only one way to see a problem. Assuming that everyone feels just like you do. Assuming that people will never change. People do change. And assuming that you can know someone else's motives. Those are all bad assumptions. Wow. Assuming being, presum being presumptuous is a barrier to great communication. Assuming people can't change. What were those? What are the assumptions? Assuming people can't change. I can, I'm, trying, I'm trying to keep up with all these notes. Holy cow. Okay, one assumption is that there's only one way to see a problem. Oh, got it. And then assume that everyone feels the same as you do. Wow, yeah. Assume that you can know other people's motives. Yeah. And that's it. And then the second okay. thing, and the second barrier is impatience. Hmm. Because we become more interested in what people are going to say than listening to what others say. Impatience causes you to jump to conclusions. Like you're more interested in what you have to say than what they have to say. Like wow. before they finish the sentence, you've already got a speech for them. <laughs> anybody, anybody out there relate to that one? Holy cow. That's yeah. That's like everybody. Oh man. Everyone's guilty of that one. And then yeah. the third one, the third one is follows from it. It's pride. When you think you know it all, and I think you guys in your business have come to realize you don't know it all, and but you're resistant to feedback and you become defensive. One of the things I do admire, I remember, this, what's the guy's name, the SWAT guy? He came to South Beach years ago and he and Adam Steer worked together. Yeah. Todd Lamb. So I remember, I got to tell you this story, guys. So we were in South Beach. It was my first ever mastermind. And Vince charged quite a bit for weekend masterminds those days. <laughs> I, still I, I thought it was obscene, actually. But Todd, Todd had bought a, I don't know if Todd's on the, he's probably not on here. But Todd, Todd, Todd's just bought himself a brand new house out in Vancouver, right beside, like, bedroom window looking. He's literally on the ocean with a helicopter in his backyard. Todd. Best guy in the world. But yeah, so, tell us about Todd. So, so Todd was a SWAT guy uh, working in SWAT, a cop, like highly trained. And he had oh, yeah, brought yeah. A, a gal to the event that he was sponsoring. He was helping her put together a product. Oh, and this her, story. And I remember, I'll never forget this. I'd never seen this mastermind in action. They brought her in. He brought her in. They worked over their product. And then Vince and the rest of the people on the mastermind crew basically took them apart like up one side down the other and then they went out into the hall they gave us a break a recess and i went out and i, I as a pastor i was new to this stuff i said are you okay he says mr Dalmani, i can't okay i can't afford to not be okay because if it doesn't work in there 
if it doesn't sell in there, it's not going to sell out there. Oh, wow. And I hear from Vince years later that the guy's killing it, like seriously killing it. A figure uh, it. And, and so anyways, that's where he wasn't proud. He could have been proud hmm. and he might not be where he is today. He may, he could have stopped dead in his tracks, but he continued to accelerate his growth. Oh, of- that's so good. Okay. R. R. Almost there. Two more. Yeah. R is recognition and reward. This is simple. The more credit you give to others, the more you develop team spirit. That's it. The more you give credit to others, the more you develop team spirit. It's not the I did it. It's we did it. We did it. Yeah. Yeah. That's give people concrete recognition and reward. Give them stuff. Say stuff that builds them up. K is, you guys are great at this. Vince is awesome at this. K is keep on learning. This is the last one. All leaders are learners. As John Maxwell says. Look at all my notes from just this one podcast. Holy cow. That's just from today. All leaders are learners. The moment you stop learning, you stop being a leader. Yeah. And why do people stop learning? It sounds so silly to stop learning, but why do people stop learning? That's a really good question. I, I, I don't know. I, they get comfortable. They lose. Uh, well, I think actually, who was it? You and Eli said it the other day. If you hang around five people who aren't growing, you become the sixth. If you can hang around five dumb people, you become the sixth. Yeah. If you hang around six, five on, fi- on fire people, you'll become the sixth. I think who you hang out with determines whether you keep on learning in part. There's other reasons. Some yeah. people have, some people may not be, they may have issues that need to be resolved with a therapist. Hey, I don't want to go after that. I just want to say, but I, yeah, keep on learning. I'm, I'm 67. I'm, my office, I'm glad you can't see it. It's a mess. But but when I retired, they made me this great poster here. It says Luciano in the middle. In all the things I love, in all the books I read, and the schools I've gone to, and the food I love, and the character qualities I have. It's wow. so cool. Like, it, it speaks of a person who's continuing to grow. That's nice. That's beautiful. What a gift. I love that. Dad, that's awesome. That's such an awesome gift. I have one last story, Vince. It's my favorite. One last story. story. We'll wrap it up. Let's finish up with one big story. Here we go. Vince has heard this before, and I told this at a in that time we had Pedro sent down in uh, Florida. Yeah, Pedro, so, yeah. J- Jimmy Durante was a great comedian back in the day, and he was invited to speak in World War after World War II to veterans. And he went up on the stage and he was speaking to them. And there was a lot of guys in there who were wounded or they were recovering from the war. And he had told the host of the event that I have to leave very soon. Like I, I got to speak and then leave. So the host was ready to, to get him to the airport. But after he was done speaking, Jimmy didn't run off the stage. He stayed out there and they were still, everybody was still clapping. When he finally came off the stage, the guy said, I thought you had to leave for the airport. He said, I did, but I couldn't help but be inspired by those two guys in the front row. In fact, look at them. They're still clapping. So one of the guys was sitting over here. The other guy was sitting over here. And one had his um, right arm blown off. And the other guy had his left arm blown off. And they were clapping. These two guys were clapping together, two different men. But they had found their missing part. And I think teamwork is all about finding that connection that works for you and that you work for them. There's nothing greater than that. When you're part of a team that's functioning, 
And uh, these are not the only eight secrets. I'm sure there's 10,000 other ones, but these are eight that I and others have found very useful. So I hope this was useful to you guys today. Thank you so much, Papa Luch. You always bring the heat. You're the best. Thank you again. I've took tons of notes here. A lot of things that I'm going to be reflecting on. I really like the economy of energy. Just to recap that teamwork, the eight, the eight secrets of effective team building, trust, economy of energy, affirmation, managing mistakes, weekly meetings, open communication, recognition and reward and keep on learning. So a fantastic episode. I recommend you guys go back, re-listen to that, maybe on slow-mo, get a pen and paper, take tons <laughs> of notes. You can live off this one. You could really live off this one for a long time. And if your business is not growing, if your relationship is not improving, just look at which one you want to implement here. Heck, you can implement one of these once a year, or once every 90 days. Papa Luch, you're working with more clients these days or what? I'm trying to just keep my own pace at a good pace. Actually, I was just talking to my accountant asking how I can set myself up. But uh, I'm okay to help you, Vince. I like being part of your team. Okay. This is great. All right. We'll keep it like that. All right. If you guys really want to work with that here, just send me a message. I'll connect you guys. Yeah, and, for uh, sure. That's great. I, I'm happy to do that. Thank you. He does one-on-one -on -one coaching for uh, life and results. He helps you align your souls, your roles, and your goals. And yes. if, by the way... If you haven't seen the YouTube series, it's on my YouTube channel, Vince Del Monte with my dad. It's called 10 Lessons from My Father. It's been getting loads and loads of positive feedback. We're uh, about almost midway through the 10-part series. Be sure to check out my YouTube channel. Watch those videos, five to six minutes each. And uh, you can hear all the great wisdom that my brothers and I received growing up and imparted upon us. Dad, thank you so much. Everybody Bye. else, we will see you next time. See so, you guys. See ya. You want to you say one more thing? He just dropped out. Oh, classic dad. All right. That's awesome. All right. I'm going to end this one here and be sure to share this one on your social media and tag somebody who you would think would get value from this episode. And we'll see you all super soon. Ciao, ciao. Awesome. Thanks for listening. Trust this was very valuable for you. And now you get a little taste of where I came from too. All right. Love you guys. Bye-bye. And that's it for this episode. If you want to hang out with more serious online fitness coaches who are starting, growing, or scaling profitable online fitness businesses, then you're going to want to head on over to vincedelmonte.ca forward slash group, where I do a free weekly training on the smartest and easiest way to build a high ticket fitness empire in less time. This is my free Facebook group. And this is where all the deep dive, amazing, instantly implementable advice gets dropped that you're not going to want to miss. And thank you for listening to the Vince Del Monte podcast. And if you're getting value from this show, please subscribe and leave a five star review over on iTunes. And if you'd like to get yourself three free samples of the world's only all-day energy pre-workout preload, leave a review on iTunes, screenshot it, and send it to my blue verified account on Instagram. All you got to do is go to at Vince Del Monte, send it on over. We'll get your address and we'll ship three free samples to your front door to give you all-day energy. Just as a little token of my appreciation for supporting the show and getting the word out there. We'll see you next time.